and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News' Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. From the birthplace of radio's greatest era, now from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, uh, so glad to have you with us on a hot legal night. Man, do we have some things to talk about that are moving through the uh, the legal ether faster than you can blink. Uh, Imran Ansari is back with us. Kevin McCullough is my name. Imran, I was just speaking with someone on Monday on my other broadcast about the student loan forgiveness uh, case and they you know the, the the kind of common consensus amongst the legal people that I was speaking with was that they were most likely going to let the lower court you know uh, suspension or whatever hold and then they would allow the case on its merits to make its way through the systems they just yep. blew that out of the water this afternoon nope they're not waiting for anything they're going to hear full oral arguments on an expedited basis what what does this mean why is it significant they're they're kind of leapfrogging in front of a lot of other processes that they could have left in place uh what is it what does it mean yeah no kevin i think that the uh the supreme court is recognizing that this case is going to be uh making its way up to their bench regardless and i think if it would be at their doorstep they would grant certiorari and for our listeners that means that you know, there's discretion of what cases the Supreme Court will hear uh, before the court uh, and what they will reject. And granting certiorari uh, is Latin for saying, OK, we're going to hear this issue. We're going to hear this case. Uh, and I think the Supreme Court recognizes that Biden's plan would inevitably make its way up to them and they would be able to and they would grant certiorari. They would hear it. So they're basically saying, let's do this. We're going to we, we've been uh, petitioned that this case would come before us. Uh, and in February, it's expected that the case that challenges the Biden administration's student loan debt plan is going to be heard before the Supreme Court. Uh, and those who thought that they may be getting some reprieve from their student loans, uh, well, don't be so sure yet. And, <laughs> don't and don't, be, don't uh, spend. Don't, go, go take out a loan and buy a car. Not yet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, there is also that lower court hold. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, Kevin. Uh, that there was an injunction placed by the appeals court. Uh, And that injunction is in place. Supreme Court is not going to disturb that. They're going to keep that stay on the plan uh, as they wait and calendar this argument, which is expected in February of 2023. They've had not one but two federal courts rule against the the plan as a whole. Tell me if I'm wrong, Imran, but did the president get a little bit of cart before the horse on all this? Yeah, no, that could be some um, 
you know, uh, optimism, which may be not uh, particularly well-placed, given the makeup of the bench. And Kevin, this is a conservative bench, which tends to favor um, upholding the separation of powers more so than, uh, say, let's say, a less conservative bench would. Uh, Especially when um, checking the power of the executive branch. And we've seen some decisions already checking the power of the executive branch or uh, agencies, executive agencies and their decision-making power. And I would expect that when this case uh, is heard by this particular Supreme Court, it's going to go through a vigorous vetting process uh, by those conservative justices on the bench. Uh, And, you know, I... It may get kicked out, right? And and they may leave it in a, a, a loophole, if you will, uh, where they don't uphold it, but they sort of send it back to the drawing board saying, you know, in the form, this student debt relief program in its current form uh, is not constitutional. It should be uh, perhaps uh, given congressional consideration, legislative uh, consideration before uh, it is enacted and not right. surely by the executive branch, or they may be sending it back and say, listen, you go back to the drawing board and see if it passes constitutional muster, if you're going to try again to get this through, through the executive branch. Well, and so I know that I'm not a lawyer, um, and I know that I'm more the prognosticating, you know, political observer here than uh, than you, my, my dear friend Imran, who is the uh, esteemed lawyer that Alan Dershowitz says is, is one of the best lawyers in America. But I'm going to make a prediction on this, and I have not made a prediction in this arena in quite a long time. In fact, I don't think I've made one the entire time you and I have been working together. But if you noticed um, in the beginning of the court after Biden was elected— Roberts rallied a whole ton of nine nothing decisions to kind of say to the administration, there's no need to court pack. We're, we're totally capable of of taking care of things and look at how united we are as as uh, justices in terms of our understanding of the law. I think that this this particular case and correct me if, if you disagree with me, I'd be glad to hear why. But I think that there's elements to this case that are so egregious to the idea of constitutional separation of powers that I think that maybe even on the left of center in the in the court, you're going to have some agreement on just the general principle here. And I think that where where they may try to distinguish themselves from the from the conservative side of the bench is they may issue dissents or, or they may issue uh, concurrences rather that agree mm-hmm. with the outcome. But state, you know, here's what we would suggest, Mr. President, if you really want to make this work, because it seems to me that the Biden administration, when they have gone before the big guns at the Supreme Court, they have always been playing checkers while the rest of everybody in the room was observing a chess match. And I think that even the left leaning side of the court at times is kind of embarrassed at how badly the current administration like miss calculates what would even be a, a reasonable argument in some of these things. Tell me tell me I'm wrong, Imran. I'm ter- totally happy to be. But I think we might see surprising judicial uh, una- unanimity here on some of these issues because of how egregious the overreach is. Yeah, no, Kevin, listen, I mean, that that take, that prediction, if you will, um, has a lot of basis. It's a, it's a, uh, and you may have called it because the court is less... Uh, inclined to, let's say, disagree with their uh, fellow justice who may be 
uh, in the different different political spectrum, if you will, when it's dealing with a um, uh, an affront or a circumvention of a constitutional right. uh, something in the constitution, such as the separation of powers, and when there's overreaching, um, neither side of the bench, if you will, would want to create any precedent uh, that would circumvent the separation of powers that we hold uh, so dear in this country. So right. it very much. If you do it from one side, then the other side comes back later and goes, well, you did it for them. Got to do it for me. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think Supreme Court justices are always cognizant of the precedent that their decisions are making yeah. and how yeah. that it may be applied. Let's just say in the political world or a political spectrum uh, in the in, in the way cases are decided. Um, if let's just say it's it's on the other side or the other uh, a different controlling party. Uh, is in office. Um, so I think that uh, it's easier for the justices to um, do away with, say, something like this, this program, if it is uh, decided that it has circumvented uh, the separation of powers and the correct route, if you will. Um, it's it's easier and a, it's an easier pill to swallow for all justices. On yeah. That. Well, I could be completely wrong, and it could come down six three and be just a hardcore uh, what what the the press would interpret as a as a partisan outcome. Um, but I, there's just something about this particular case that I think just it just itches a scratch in my heart somewhere. I feel like that there's going to be, and what a lot of people don't know is how much unanimous ways the justices who are on the far ends of the political spectrum actually end up voting similarly and seeing the world kind of the same way anyway. Uh, I had my eyes open to that in the Ginsburg and Scalia deaths where we learned that they agreed six out of ten times uh, on most things. And if you just watch the press, they made it. They made you think that they were always at odds with each other. Anyway, uh, big legal night still ahead. Stay here. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. The November election is now on us. Do not sit this out. We need you. Make sure you're registered. Make your plan. Make a difference for your vote. The following is a paid political announcement. Crime and congestion pricing. Those are the only guarantees if Kathy Hochul gets reelected. We'll get the same old story why our streets and subways are more dangerous and have to pay $23 commuter tax just to drive to work. But we can change things. We can elect Lee Zeldin as our governor. Vote now in early voting or on Election Day, November 8th for Lee Zeldin for governor. The only chance we have. Paid for by Save Our State NY, Inc. This communication was not expressly authorized or requested by any candidate or by any candidate's political committee or any of its agents. Find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless? Open borders, spending gone crazy, more mandates, lockdowns, inflation. There is something you can do. Buy from companies that believe what you believe. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage using the same towers as all the major carriers. Patriot has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your conservative rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. Go to PatriotMobile.com Gorka or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code GORKA. Always special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line accounts. Support a company that loves America and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash GORKA. That's PatriotMobile.com slash GORKA. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt for Key City Capital. Go there at keycitycapital.com slash Hugh. You've heard me on my radio show with Charlie Dombeck. Now, Charlie has been a practicing CPA for 30 years. He is one of the founders of Key City Capital, and the reason he did so is they wanted to be wealth acceleration experts. Charlie begins by looking at your taxes to see if you've paid too much money over the past few years. He then suggests to you investments. This is an offer to sell. This is just telling you that Charlie can be trusted. A bunch of investments that will have great returns if they perform as they did in the past, and there's no guarantee of future performance, of course. But it'll help you structure your tax situation, generate tax-free cash flows. Let Charlie protect your wealth, lower your tax liability. So many of our listeners have connected with him. Connect with Charlie today at keycitycapital.com slash you. That's keycitycapital.com slash you. You can trust Charlie. You can trust Key City Capital at keycitycapital.com slash you. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show. You guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very I, fortunate to have a great American story, uh, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. The Eric Metaxas Show, tonight at 11 on AM 970. The Answer. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Okay, I think it's incredibly interesting, uh, some other details, the context to this uh, case that the Supreme Court announced today that they're going to hear in expedited fashion, which will determine the legitimacy of the Biden's uh, student debt relief program. Uh, and uh, Imran Ansari and Kevin McCullough, glad to be back with you on Legal Night. Imran, how's this for uh, importance before, in, at least in the court's mind? Um, the original lawsuit that the, I guess the Eighth Circuit was the one that heard, was brought by six states. So Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, and South Carolina all uh, were were original parties to that lawsuit, but then there another seventeen joined them. I mean, you're talking about close to half of the union filing, you know, uh, objections to this this executive action that basically, you know, Joe Biden kind of stole in the middle of the night to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend money to forgive debt that he, you know, what they're claiming is he doesn't have the right to do that. One federal judge ruled the states did not have standing, but the appeals court said that they did and that's why uh, we are in the situation that we are now does does that matter in the uh, minds of the um, of the of the justices uh, is that why they're they're looking at an expedited uh, schedule on this and what and just you know do a deep dive down there for us you know what what is expedited hearing as opposed to normal hearing but but is the is the impact that so many states are coming forward and saying hey 
you know, we, we object to this. Is that also weighing on their minds? Yeah, no, of course, Kevin, because, I mean, when you have uh, a multitude of uh, states uh, coming together and challenging this program, of course, um, that's going to bear on the exigency of the question, especially when you have the administration on the uh, converse side looking to implement it. And then also supporters of this program and, and people who may uh, have student debt and who are eager or wanting to get that relief. You have two sides of the coin who need to have an adjudication of this of, of this pre- program. Is it going to go in effect? Is it going to be something that's implemented or is it something that's going to be deemed unconstitutional because states have now articulated that standing and have uh, uh, made a, a case, if you will, that uh, it would uh, uh, burden the states or harm the states because it would um, take away certain funds and monies that they would be receiving through the repayment of student debt um, or there would be tax consequences. So yeah. now that this question is ripe, Uh, for the Supreme Court to hear, and you have multitude of states on one side opposing it, and then you have also the supporters on the other side, I think it lends itself to what would be an expedited hearing. And that is when the Supreme Court is uh, essentially stepping in with an application. You have to petition the Supreme Court and saying that we we recognize that this this case is something that we should hear um, rather than let it percolate up in various courts um, and through various appellate uh, uh, litigation, we should hear it right away so that um, those who are interested in the case on both sides have some sort of resolution and adjudication of the matter. And quicker rather than slower. What, what, what is the basic thing that the court considers when they consider an expedited leapfrogging like this? Um, you know, what are the what, what separates this from, you know, um, I don't know, uh, a religious liberty case that they heard last year or, or, or some other thing that they did allow to kind of languish through the courts. Is it the potential that they'll have so many split decisions on the lower levels and they just want to avoid that altogether? Or is it uh, truly that, that they see it as an emergency kind of thing? Um, I think it's a, a multitude of factors that they would consider, Kevin. A, um, you know, that the fact that there are multi- multiple litigants here in the form of the states, but right. also then DOJ and 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 uh, on behalf of the administration, I think it's also that there's been um, various litigations in different jurisdictions, and rather than having um, uh, let's just say incohesive um, precedent being set in various jurisdictions in various cases, they're bringing it together before the highest court of the land. Uh, also, you have the consideration that people actually were starting to apply. For this uh, and may have uh, factored in that they would have certain student debt uh, canceled, if you will. Uh, so there's that consideration. Let's just say the people uh, who are looking to benefit from this uh, also have a, uh, a horse in this race. And this is just a, a way that there is clarity on something which is obviously split um, various uh, states and, and, and factions, if you will, in yeah. the country. And by taking it to the Supreme Court, in quick term, uh, that way there'll be some uh, decision that will allow these various uh, interests to have closure, if you will, or at least the answer from the judiciary as to whether this program is constitutional or not. I also wonder, and you know, a lot of people said that that it was the student debt relief program that probably helped 
the Democrats have a better showing, particularly with under 30 voters um, in this midterm, when normally under 30s don't really show up for inter- uh, for midterms. They they just kind of, you know, it, just slightly better or slightly, you know, below average on a, on a presidential year is usually how they participate. And this year it was slightly above. But given the fact that this is going to have such wide-ranging economic impact on people and the idea that and, and, and there's no way for the court to probably quantify this but i would wonder if this is if maybe maybe if imran ansari was arguing the case before the 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 court on one end or the other would you would you cause them to draw their attention to the idea that um, you're going to have a lot of working class families basically absorbing the debt of like middle class lawyers and doctors and uh, you know relatively high achieving income households that are going to be the ones that benefit from the cancellation while that relief didn't go to people that didn't go to college, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Because you're talking ten to twenty thousand dollars per person that they get in relief, Imran. Given the the millions of loans out there, that is an astronomical amount of money when when you take a look at it. It is, um, and you know that's why it depends where you fall, sort of in the uh, the economic bracket, and whether you're going to benefit from this. Of course, if you um, everyone wants to keep more money in their pocket, right? And if you're someone who has uh, incurred student debt, and it's something which is sort of a, a baggage on your back, and it saddles you down. You're going to look at this program and be jumping for joy. Um, however, if it then affects negatively another segment of the population, which ha- where where this particular program has no bearing or relevance to, uh, maybe it's someone who didn't go to college, but is like you say, a member of uh, a hardworking member of of uh, the country of the uh, of a various state, um, and somehow it's going to be adversely affecting them. Um, in a tax consequence or some way where these uh, where the states or, or what have you are going to be looking to recoup uh, money that is now lost, um, then, you know, it, w- then there is a question of whether the application is so fair. So right. um, it's such a ripe question, I think, for the Supreme Court, because you really do have a lot of people who stand to benefit from it, whereas you have people who also stand uh, to be hurt by it. And um take apart a away the constitutional question, which is really something that they're going to be deciding. Um, it's also going to be indicative of, of, of showing how the court uh, is viewing a program like this uh, in the application, right? So the, right. there's the route, the procedure to get uh, this program into place and whether it passes constitutional muster. But then there's also the practical reality uh, of who is harmed by this and who benefits from it. Which I think the whole nation would actually benefit from some sort of, uh, you know, objective kind of understanding of that, uh, as opposed to just the two political sides. All right. We've still got a lot to get to. Don't go away. It's legal night. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I know it's hard to believe. In fact, it's mind blowing. But the holidays are going to be here before we know it. So why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred, the amazing staff, go above and beyond on every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or looking to do something exciting for New Year's Eve, why not take the party off land and onto sea? It's the best place for a 360-degree view of New Year's Eve's fireworks. And speaking of New Year's, I can't think of a better place to pop the question to that special someone in your life than on the Atlantis. 
The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, wedding, engagement, anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Or just go to newyorkcruises.com. When the Dow drops 3,000 points in one month, many investors pull out. They play it safe, convert to cash. But here's the thing. Millionaires are made during downturns. Think about it. You want to buy a stock when it's undervalued, not overvalued. But how do you know what to look for? Recognize the cyclical patterns of the market? Stockcharts.com, the most comprehensive online stock charts. Knowledge is power. Go to stockcharts.com and sign up for a free 30-day trial. You'll not only have the ability to track trends and set buy or sell alerts with specific stocks, but you'll also get access to their entire resource library and advice from their expert commentators. Like I said before, millionaires are made with every downturn, but they're smart. They do their research. And they have the best tools. Stockcharts.com is the best tool for technical analysis, period. Sign up for free today at Stockcharts.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Our hosts tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. From New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, um, very interesting breaking news today with the administration going down the path of, uh, of uh, having their appeal to the Supreme Court be accepted and not just to be heard uh, on the injunction issue, but actually going beyond that to hear the full case and to hear it in an expedited fashion. We will stay on this in weeks to come because, you know, uh, there's going to be more to say about it as we go along. Um, all right, Imran, last night on Medical Night, I have to ask you about this. Uh, speaking of courts <laughs> and speaking of, uh, uh, you know, how, how things uh, impact us, um, last night on Medical Night, I uh, saw this story on the federal courts mandating mentorship programs that create psychological safe spaces for people that work in the um, in the uh, probation and pretrial services systems uh, in in a lot of places across the country, and uh, the idea of this is that they're they're a- they're aiming to make these safe spaces uh, for minoritized staff. But that definition by which they are saying the staff is minoritized, it could be ethnic, it could be cultural. Or, as the, the story from Fox News reported, it could be uh, by any broad number of descriptives uh, that, uh, you know, like a single father or a sole female on a management team or a younger staff member. You could just feel like you were unsafe for any, any whatever reason, and you could take participation in these uh, psychologically safe spaces for minoritized staff in the federal court systems. First of all... <laughs> Do we have, I mean, you're in and out of the courts all the time. Is it your sense that uh, that this is a huge need, or is this more like the brainchild of someone that's trying to push an agenda and, and uh, you know, I don't know, say that have got to have more diversity in places where there's not? Um, what's, what's your feeling on this? Yeah, I mean, Kevin, at least, you know, here in, in New York, I feel like that is it's not something that uh, is particularly in need. I think that we're, uh, it's uh, just, just, 
naturally, organically, if you will. I think the court system, at least in this area uh, that we are in in the country, has a, a great diversity um, reflected in, in so many categories that you may be talking about. But my concern with this, um, Kevin, is that it's one of those things where people uh, brainstorm an idea like this or, or a program like this, and they think that they're trying to <clears throat> somehow <clears throat> address an inequality. Um, but in essence, by implementing something like this, you're, you're creating an inequality in itself in terms uh, of, of more divisiveness or, or pointing out people's perceived differences rather than highlighting a common threat. Um, right. And I think if you already do that, you're going to disenfranchise and upset other areas of that employment base in, say, the courts or, or what have you, whether it's, or even in a private company, Kevin. So it's it's this notion that um, someone is sitting there, they think that they got this agenda and they're going to be able to help. Uh, but in application, what are you doing? You may be actually dividing your employee base more uh, than unifying or addressing some perceived inequality. And, and I think the more uh, this happens um, without really careful thought, um, the more dangerous it will get. Uh, particularly so where, you know, you're looking to create an era of equality um, where race, gender, uh, sexual preference is not something that is going to be considered in an employee, like uh, factored into, say, how much right. money someone's making is performance based uh, rather than, you know, taking these in consideration. But when you're highlighting it, you may be doing just the opposite. So well, this is the yeah. this is the 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 employment equivalent in some respects to CRT in schools. So the the way to solve racism in schools is to tell black kids that all white kids are racists and they descend from racists. And so then you you make the white kids feel bad, and then that's supposed to make the African American kids feel good. Uh, or something like that's kind of like the, 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 what you're saying here is you're creating instead of okay that's that's kind of the approach of this program and of of, of the CRT program as opposed to having um, you know when when two people have disagreements bringing them in sitting them at a conference room table saying hey what's your beef put it on the table let the other guy respond what's his beef work it out before we leave the room like. At some point in time, Imran, we're never going to be a culture that is really seeing people for their potential and their merit, particularly in performance-related areas, if we're constantly you know, hung up on intangibles that are like determined by powers outside of our control. And I want to be judged by the work I do. I don't want to be judged for anything else. I want to be judged for the work that I do, and I want that to be what speaks for me. We've we got to take a break. I want you to uh, respond to, to my observations when we come back. And uh, we still have Esquire etiquette and a whole bunch of other stuff to come. Big, big night here. Stay here.
Listen up, ladies. There's finally a probiotic created just for women. Probiotic HX Women is formulated to include clinically proven strains of probiotic to optimize vaginal pH and create a normal bacterial environment in the body. Many women have experienced an imbalance in the vaginal microbiome and know just how bothersome it can be. Our formula contains a powerful combination of healthy bacteria to promote urinary tract health and helps to restore healthy vaginal flora. Containing lactobacillus strains shown to be effective in targeting the bacteria that cause UTIs. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Buy one bottle of Probiotic HX Women at retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Taking care of all aspects of your health is important to women. Call now, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas is upset with the corruption. It's hard to, to talk about for me. The corruption in this White House, the corruption in our government, it is vile. It stands against everything the founders uh, pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor uh, to guarantee for us. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970. The answer. The following is a paid political announcement. Hi, this is Frank Pallotta, Republican candidate for United States Congress here in New Jersey's 5th District. I'm not just running to return my district to Republican hands. I'm running to represent all of the people in my district, including seniors, veterans, small businesses, and everyone who longs for real bipartisan leadership. I've just launched a weekly radio talk show on AM 970, The Answer, called Frankly Speaking. Our show will air at 10 a.m. on Sundays, so please tune in. We'll be discussing the issues that are relevant and critically important to all of us here in the 5th District and across the great state of New Jersey. If you'd like to know more, please visit my website, at frankfornj.com. That's frank, the number four, nj.com, where you can follow our campaign, catch up on all the issues, and if you like what you see, please feel free to donate. If you have any questions, please contact our offices at 201-783-8801. Thank you. This is Frank Pallotta, and I approve this message. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, we're talking about um, a new program. It's Legal Night. Welcome back, by the way. Uh, He's Imran Ansari. I'm Kevin McCullough. We're talking about a program 
that um, Fox News got a secret memo uh, out of the, uh, I guess, the Justice Department uh, that revealed this uh, yesterday. And I mentioned it on last night's show, you know, about the value of safe spaces and, and how we're dealing with this. But, uh, Imran, a little more detail on this. The program memo did not define who was included in, quote, minoritized staff, but it emphasizes the importance of diversity and equity in the workplace. That sounds like a good thing. And then they say, uh, specifically in the aftermath of the killings of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and Ahmoud Arbery. Now, the Arbery uh, death, I thought, was totally heinous. And the two dudes that, that did that, they went to trial and they were convicted. They were punished. Um, the Breonna Taylor case, you know, she was with her boyfriend who was a felon and wanted, and he engaged police officers in gunfire. And sadly, she was, you know, um, caught in the in the midst of that gunfire. Uh, that that I don't really, I don't. I think it's hard to say from that perspective that you know the police were were gunning for her. No pun intended. And then we all know what happened with George Floyd, the officer that that did it was roundly condemned, and he's going to be in prison for most of the rest of his life. So it, it, it's, it's interesting that we say in this culture, oh, I need, uh, I need a clearance or a reparation or uh, some sort of um, relief from the trauma of this circumstance when a lot of times that conversation is happening while the consequences of the wrongdoing is being played out, and you haven't even seen how the culture is going to respond to it. Everybody was going to assume that the officer in the Floyd case was going to get off. He went to jail. Like, there is justice. And I, I guess this is where I keep coming back to things that you and Arthur have said in the past. If we make a mockery of the justice system, then we don't have anything to trust. But if we trust that system and we empower it to do what's right, then every citizen can have confidence in it. Your, your reaction. No, absolutely. And, and listen, the Derek Chauvin um, verdict and also some of the verdicts with um, uh, the other officers involved. I mean, that is that's a prime example you, where you also saw. Uh, and, you know, I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement. I'm a former absolutely. prosecutor. Uh, and I and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I believe that you have to uh, a robust uh, police department and law enforcement is needed for the safety of, of everyone. Right. But um, you, you saw with that. The really the crumbling of that uh, quote unquote blue wall uh, of silence, right? Uh, where officers, you know, testified during that trial um, uh, against Derek Chauvin and really uh, took accountability there. And, and, you know, you saw support and recognition of what was right or not right um, across the board. And, you know, you have to have some faith in the justice system. And I think George Floyd, because like you said, a lot of people thought that it was going to be a rigged trial. And, you know, once again, you know, you'd see uh, law enforcement sort of backing each other and covering for each other, but that wasn't the case. There was some accountability there. Um, and, you know, whether that was a racial animus or not, you know, there was real procedural things that were pointed out that were done uh, incorrectly. Um, and, you know, justice was served, right? That ju the jury spoke. Um, and that was a. And if you, you but Imran, the sad it. part of that was that when the justice was served, that ran on like page forty in like sixty words, and when George Floyd was murdered, uh, supporters burned down half of America. Like the response to it, and even the ability to say to go back and say, "Hey, wait a second! You said it was all going to go, you know, 
sideways here. We we got him. We we did the right thing. And on some level, there's just no interest in hearing the rest of the story where the justice actually comes about. Right. I mean, listen, no no system is 100% perfect. Correct. Every, every There's going to be flaws no matter what. Whether you're talking about a private company, you're talking about uh, a public entity, or you're talking about the justice system. There's no, no such thing as perfection, right? Um, but, you know, you can't sort of cannibalize yourself uh, where it, it becomes a point where you're doing harm and a disservice, and you're almost blackjacking the justice system uh, in its uh, in its own uh, foot, right? Like, and you're you're hobbling it uh, because you're losing uh, faith, and you're attacking it. You're attacking the police. You're attacking uh, prosecutors. You're attacking judges who are looking to uphold the law. What happens then is then you're cannibalizing the justice system. You're doing away with which is arguably the best justice system in the world does it have flaws are mistakes made yes because it's run it's human beings human error happens mistakes happen injustices sometimes happen but then you have to also have faith in the system faith in uh you know our constitution uh and and just you know step back and allow the process to to unfold and allow government the courts the judiciary um to breathe a little you know, it, 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 sometimes we're a little suffocating ourselves and we're our own worst enemies. Um, sometimes we have to work together and allow things just to, to have its process and play out. Yeah. And I think the other part of this, and I think this is and this is more on my 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 industry's bad. You know, you're you're fighting for truth in every case that you're uh, a part of. But in the media world, there's sometimes an, an, an uninterest in actually telling the truth. So when I'm reading this story about the psychological safe spaces, they cite these three cases and they say that uh, people feel traumatized. They feel like that police get away with police shootings. Well, okay, I can understand given how the media recovers this stuff. Sometimes it, it looks like that. But then I went over to the Washington Post database. You know, the Washington Post, that super right wing uh, paper that's owned by Jeff Bezos, <laughs> you know, that one, the, the super conservative, like, you know, in the corner with the pointy hat, you know, that one, um, they keep a database of every police shooting that and that has occurred in the country, I think over the last like 30 years or something like that. And nobody ever tells this. But if you go look at the numbers in the database of unarmed people that are shot by police every year, there are customarily uh, twice as many whites that get shot unarmed by police and the total number of people that get shot that are unarmed by police is less than on an average year. It's less than a hundred people that get shot by police in an unarmed situation. And at the end of the day, that's a hundred people out of 800,000 police organizations in the country. I mean, on some level, what you're saying, the robust, uh, law enforcement, is necessary it absolutely is and guess what in america it's working pretty well what's the percentage of a hundred shootings out of eight hundred thousand you know potentials all that to say uh i don't know about these psychological safe spaces in the courts but we'll see what happens to it coming back are we doing esquire etiquette next nick is it time yeah i think that is Do you want your kids to have an edge in school, sports, and overall well-being? Using marijuana underage can derail that. Today's high-potency marijuana can have permanent effects on the developing brain. 
It can lead to an IQ drop of up to eight points when used regularly. It can slow reaction time in sports and driving. Studies show one in six youth marijuana users become addicted. Your guidance matters. Know the risks and help them stay on track. For more information, visit njpn.org. That's njpn.org. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Prevention Network and Impact New Jersey and aired in cooperation with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Buying a home requires a lending partner who can help you navigate through the mortgage process. A Citizens Bank loan officer can help answer all your questions and help you select the products you need in a clear and personal way. So the next time you have a question about home financing, call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Millions of people all over the world suffer from some form of pain, whether it's lower back pain, hip pain, neck pain, leg pain, pain from a workout at the gym, maybe just aches and pains from life. Hey, we're all there, right? That's why Relief Factor has been such a godsend for me and people all over the world. It's a 100% drug-free approach to solving the pain that you suffer from, and people are loving the results. I woke up after two and a half weeks of taking Relief Factor one morning and realized, Wow, my lower back pain is gone. And you know how I know Relief Factor works? If I travel or if I forget to take it for a few days or a week or two, my lower back pain starts creeping back. It's an amazing product. Let's see if we can get you out of pain. Take three weeks. The 1995 Quick Start is phenomenal. If it doesn't work, after three weeks, you're out 1995. If it does, welcome to pain-free living. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800-500-8384 and start the three-week Quick Start with Relief Factor today. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments, and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called, and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-990-6976. Can you repeat that? 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Wow. Cannot believe this hour is already over. Uh, Here we are, uh, Esquire Etiquette time, and Imran, we talked about all of two cases or two subjects tonight. But uh, I I got a lot out of it, and I appreciate uh, your insights as always. What's your advice for us now? Yeah, so my advice uh, tonight is um, going towards the uh, personal injury uh, realm of things. So let's just say uh, we're in the holiday uh, uh, time frame here. People are going out. They're going out to bars. They're having some drinks. They're having a good time. Didn't you almost get run over this time last year by by the holiday season? Did I? No, a colleague of mine did. Oh, no, No. I did too. Yes. Yeah, no, I thought thought it was you. Yes, yes. But this is, uh, let's just say you're out, um, you're, you're at a holiday party, uh, and, well, there's two things here. 
A, you got to be careful how you act at a holiday party. That's right. Um, well, we'll talk about an employment angle first. Uh, you know, if you're an at-will employee, um, you know, your your employer has the discretion to terminate you uh, for things even happening outside of the workplace. So, you know, the proverbial lamp on uh, shade on your head, you, you got to be careful about that. And particularly so in this day and age, you have to be careful about what you say to your uh, fellow co-workers, if you had a few drinks, be careful because you don't want to uh, find out on the next day after a holiday party that you don't have a job anymore. But also the second thing uh, I'm going to talk about is um, uh, a crowded bar, holiday season, people are drinking, people are unruly. Let's just say someone assaults you. It's something which, uh, God forbid, really happens. But sometimes, you know, things go awry. And let's say you have an unruly, unruly person and they assault you. Well, you not only have uh, the ability to call the police and have this person uh, arrested, press charges, if you will, for an assault, but you may have a civil remedy also against this individual if you are actually injured by this assault uh, for filing a lawsuit against that person. Uh, and I always like to bounce off uh, a case that I'm working on without obviously naming names, but I have a case where it was a holiday uh, party uh, at a bar, and someone uh, may have said something to someone's girlfriend. Uh, a, a bottle was hit, shattered oh, over no. uh, someone's head, uh, but it was caught on video, and now my client has sued and is uh, in the position to receive substantial damages. But he did the right thing. He made the complaint to the police. He also timely sued this person. He also made sure that the bar preserved the video so he could use that as evidence. So point being, in this holiday season, be careful. But if something happens bad, don't be shy about calling an attorney. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, you know, get all the facts. Get all the facts. Line them up. Uh, good stuff, Imran, always. Uh, and so appreciate you being with us every Thursday. Uh, thank you again. I know you had a really kind of busy day at the office today, so I appreciate the extra hours here. I did the uh, summation on the 50 Cent trial uh, remotely, Kevin. So now it's uh, in the judge's hands. All right, we'll 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 find out uh, next week uh, uh, what what the update is on that. Friends, I hope you're with us tomorrow night. It's going to be a jam-packed fun Friday. So much to talk about with Christine Nicholas and company. We will see you then.